Okay, 2022. I thought we were going to be calmed down after 2020. Not the case after 2021. Not the case 2022. Um, geez, here we are. So let's walk through what we learned about real estate investing in 2022. Uh, it was quite a year for real estate investors from boom times for refinances in January to interest rates rising again and again and again and again and again over the last, uh, especially part of the year. Investors have been forced to be nimble to adjust to constantly changing market conditions and the financing options as well. Right. Credit boxes have changed so much in the lending world since the beginning of the year. So everything seems like a moving target right now. Uh, but looking back, let's pull out a little bit of the silver lining. What have we learned from this tumultuous year? So let's trace through everything that happened, the shocking, the sensible and the surprising to really capture vital takeaways about investing in this real estate market. So let's start with the shocking interest rates and inflation, right? That's an easy one. Uh, many people entered 2022 expecting interest rates to rise from the historic lows they hit really during and immediately after the pandemic, but few, very few expected inflation to hit 40 year highs. Uh, even less probably foresaw five, uh, five interest rate hikes from the Fed totaling a whopping 300 basis points. That result uh, has been a dramatic rise in mortgage interest rates. Uh, so the sensible, let's walk through the sensible from this year. Uh, there's definitely some sensible, some sensibility. Can't speak. Uh, all right. The sensible for 2022, fewer sales, fewer listings, lower prices, right? It's been, uh, the housing economy has just been uh, attached to a rocket ship since COVID broke out. Uh, in 2020, uh, I think much to the surprise of everyone, values, everything, just up, 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 up. So the sensible, fewer sales, fewer listings, lower prices. Uh, what happens when the financial markets shift seemingly on a dime? Uh, pretty much what you would expect. The refinance market dried up, home sales slowed significantly. So let's dig into those numbers to see precisely why this happened. Uh, look at July 31st. As of July 31st, 2022, Nearly nine of every 10 first mortgages had an interest rate below 5%. More than two thirds had a rate below 4%. Uh, with an average interest rate today over 7%, um, this means the vast majority of the market really would have had a much worse mortgage if they sold their current home and purchased a new one, or if they refinanced their current mortgage, just rate and term. No clue why you would do that if you're going for five to seven, eight uh, percent, or to get cash out. But really, a couple hundred basis points in rate makes such a massive difference in monthly payment, and that's at the end of the day what a lot of um, home buyers are looking at. Right, that's a a core component of it. So, as a result of these um, kind of shifts in the wind, homeowners are not listing their homes for sale. They're not refinancing their mortgages. And these are common sense kitchen table financial decisions, but they're playing out across the entire real estate market. Uh, so continuing to push here, fewer houses on the market and fewer home buyers looking to purchase, home prices peaked. So after they increased 38% between mid 2020 and mid 2022, uh, 
we're really looking to see declines over the next few quarters, uh, just an unsustainable amount of growth. Uh, but one way I look at it is that the rocket ship appreciation that we've had um, has far outpaced what normal appreciation looks like in a healthy market. So two pieces there. One, uh, a little bit of a cooling off is a healthy thing. It's positive, right? Nobody wants to look at it that way, but that's, uh, that's the truth. It's positive. Uh, or rather, there are positives to it. Uh, and then on the second front, whenever you look at the home price declines, uh, it's going to help with you know, a little bit of an affordability factor. Uh, but also you look at rates, which are, excuse me, rents, which are going to continue to increase next year. Uh, and it just adds more and more to the incredibly dynamic nature of the mortgage market. Even with these home price declines, the average home uh, has $300,000 in equity. That's going to be a huge buffer against foreclosures. Uh, this means that the homeowner owes $300,000 less than their home is worth, right? At the, the very simple core of it. Uh, this equity amount, it increased $60,000 between 2021 and 2022. Uh, meaning that homeowners and investors have benefited significantly from the home price appreciation environment, even if they stayed put. The second point I just remembered um, that I was going to make is that with this home price increase and the then decline, you know, you can't forget that because home price appreciation has been so abnormally fast and high, uh, the kind of leveling off that most homes are going to hit um, it's still going to be at a, a spot that would far outpace normal appreciation. So most homeowners are going to be in a much better position, even though there's a little bit of a decline going on right now, much better position than on average you would have been over the last few years. So something to keep in mind. Uh, with this massive equity gain, what that really gives homeowners is the opportunity to be patient right? because you have equity. Um, you can sell your properties at a profit or you sell your property at profit when you're ready, uh, even if prices slip a bit. And again, this is leading many homeowners to stay put, which means transaction traffic. It's going to remain slow while interest rates are kind of sky high. So here's a little bit of the surprising. This is uh, the part I have the most fun with. Uh, unemployment and housing inventory. Given the interest rate and inflationary environment, um, the basics of a housing market make sense, but not everything does. For one thing, unemployment has remained low despite the major economic headwinds we've seen. Uh, this is very counterintuitive and it is a big factor in the housing market. Um, this low unemployment rate, it's really one of the reasons that housing inventory is low. When you have a job and you have equity, far less likely to have to sell your house. Low unemployment also means that rental rates can retain their strength. Rents rose in parallel with home prices from 2020 through 2021, and those gains have looked a bit more durable than home prices in the second half of 2022. If unemployment stays at these low levels, instead of rising in an overall economic recession, rents should still stay strong. Very good news for investor landlords. Another surprising statistic um, shows that home, in, home inventory uh, is staying at surprisingly low levels. Uh, while inventory is up, you know, 
34% or so over the extreme sellers market of 2021. It's basically flat against the mid-pandemic market of 2020 and down nearly 40% from the pre-pandemic market of 2019. That's according to calculated risk. So continuing on this surprising theme of unemployment and housing inventory, what does this mean? I don't want to just throw a bunch of statistics and numbers at you. So what does this mean? While housing inventory is not at historic lows like it was last year, it is still way lower than a normal housing market. So while there's less competition for available housing than there was last year because of interest rates, uh, investment opportunities are not yet plentiful. Investors still need to hunt for the right property for a flip or an SFR purchase. Uh, typically, low inventory means that home builders can be confident about pushing new housing stock onto the market. But that is not the case right now because of interest rates and home prices. Uh, you have to remember that builders who had to pay a premium for materials on the houses they built over the last uh, year or two, they're not quite certain to get the premium sales price they would have gotten just last year. So builder confidence, that is slipping uh, from really their high watermarks of 2020 and 2021. Given the overall inventory environment, this drop is a little bit counterintuitive, right? So now that we have examined what has happened in the market in 2022, let's take a step back, think about what we've learned with four big quick hit takeaways. Number one, don't scale your SFR portfolio right now, but don't sell it either, right? Bear with me. Don't sell your SFR portfolio, but don't grow it either, right? Because of interest rates, it's difficult to purchase properties that will immediately cash flow as single family rentals. Likewise, it's not a great time to refinance, get cash out because rates are pretty wild. Uh, so the takeaway really, uh, sum it up. It's that investors, you should hold on to your portfolio, pocket the profit from additional cash flow, uh, and really make plans to scale using that money and the equity you have built once rates go back down, whether that's 2023 or beyond. The second takeaway, the market is now more conducive to purchasing fix and flips than single family rental homes. Uh, whenever you can find those opportunities, that pencil out, strike while the iron's hot, take advantage of it. Uh, much less rate sensitive on a short-term rehab project than you are locking into 30-year debt. Takeaway number three, don't be scared of new construction projects. Uh, this is the point about which I am most passionate because if you look at American housing stock, we have such uh, an imbalance between uh, supply and demand. And right now demand is wavering a little bit, but but the supply issue is still there. We did not have enough homes going into COVID. COVID locked down the world. It locked down the ability for us to build homes in this country for many, 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 many months. So when we look at that, uh, you very easily, you have a very easy math problem in front of you that says we're, uh, by all estimates, millions of units short. Uh, the housing uh, rate in terms of builds, uh, it's going to take a long time to catch back up uh, to really, in a normal, healthy market, uh, satiate the appetite of homeowners or folks who want to buy homes. Uh, so that said, 
don't be afraid of new construction projects. Again, as with anything right now, you have to be a little, uh, a little more cautious, tread a little more lightly, uh, be a little more aggressive in your assumptions whenever you're modeling out what a project looks like. But don't be scared of new construction. Know that there is a true supply issue that has only been exacerbated by the events of the last few years. I will leave you with this last takeaway. A financing partner is important as we have seen throughout the space, the business purpose lending space, uh, really the last six, eight months when rates started to rise. So many lenders um, have been squeezed, pushed out of the space, shut down completely, massive layoffs. Um, not the case here at the mothership, Lean One Capital. But it's a great reminder that a financing partner, a stable, steady, common sense, uh, underwriting approach financing partner is critically important um, because if their lights are not on, if your financing partner is not in business, uh, and, you know, unless you're taking down stuff all cash, how are you going to keep your business going? Uh, so really keep it in mind, if you see something that's too good to be true, it probably is. It probably won't be there whenever you actually get to the closing table uh, or that firm might not be there altogether. So with that, a financing partner is important. Keep that in mind. So that's all for this week's episode. Thank you all for listening. Join me every Tuesday for an episode of the Real Estate of Things podcast. Take care.